It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we've talked about management. We've talked about leadership. Now we're going to get to another crucial principle, I think, uh, that we all need to look at for every aspect of our lives, whether it's our personal life, whether it's in a marriage or a relationship, a family, a community, a country. Uh, and it's this principle of stewardship uh, and how we need to really reframe how we're looking at so many different things in our lives. Uh, and this is one of those opportunities. I always talk about the friends I've never met. Uh, I have to take one off of that list today because Gainalyn Condi uh, has been a friend I'd never met, only through her writing and speaking and, and uh, voice in different places. Uh, and she's in studio now. So, Gainalyn, welcome to the program. I am so thrilled to be here. I woke up this morning and my husband's like, you're a little too excited about today. And I said, <laughs> I get to meet a friend in real life. And I'm so excited because I feel the same about you. Uh, it's, it is great. And it's it, the principles is what we always get to on this program. And you have in a new book. Uh, the stewardship principle. Talk about how we reframe our lives and how we look at things from a stewardship center approach. Uh, so I just want to dive in and okay, uh, get into these it. principles. Give us the framing for this because okay. you use that word and we love that word. Uh, having the right framing of things. Tell us about it. I, I love when you use it on the show as well because I feel like we're like-minded in that way. But when people hear this phrase, they either have some awareness of what it means or or nothing at all. And so the 30-second commercial is basically everything in our lives is a stewardship. And when we look at it that way, it pulls us out of ownership. And ownership's kind of a buzzword in business and education, like take ownership of your life. Stewarding doesn't mean that you phone it in or that you are asleep on the job, or that you're not intentional about whatever it is that you're dealing with or, or overseeing or taking care of. Yeah. But it's a, it's a reframe, like you said, in a way that allows uh, the individual to not be so outcome-focused yeah. and more offering focus. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it takes intention intentionality to a new level. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is not a passive thing. And and just that comparing and contrasting uh, a stewardship framing versus an ownership framing uh, really changes everything. One of the things I love in, in the book is it, one it's so simple in terms of oh, I can see how I've done that <laughs> uh, or I see how I did that, you know, in this relationship thing. But I want to go through a couple of them just okay. because I think that will help people uh, get a good sense of that. Yeah, we've teased it now they need to know what we're really talking yeah. about. Yeah, so let's talk about that kind of ownership versus stewardship, uh, and, let's, and let's start with things that we know, like time and, and resources. Right. So I think for, for all of us, we have the same number of hours in a day, and one of the things that tells me that I've slipped into ownership, which, by the way, I write the book from that perspective. I end each chapter with both voices. Uh, I slip into it, and I wrote a book about it, and I've been practicing this for <laughs> over a decade, and so... It's not a matter of like you arrive there on the map 
and you never have to redirect or recorrect. Yeah. But when we look at our time, and for example, if you're in a stewardship of parenting young children, mm. your 24 hours in a day are maybe not as um, self-directed and dictated more about is your baby teething? Yeah. Is your child sick with the flu? Or do you have soccer games that you're committed to doing, right? Versus yeah. the stage of life I'm in currently is we are new empty nesters. And so our time, we're stewarding over it in a, in a very way. different way. Yeah. And, and I, I give the example in the book, what if your time for the day, you have these plans, we all have these calendar errand lists, to-do lists, and then the tire goes flat. Or, and I, I give the example of instead of being in ownership about that, which it's frustrating when that kind of happens and, and yeah. your idea of how the day is going to go doesn't look like that. What I have found is if I stay in stewardship from a faith perspective, I I kind of surrender more easily yeah. that frustration and I switch to what is this going to allow me to do? And I give the example of like yeah. maybe you're at the tire shop and you have a conversation, which you and I both value having. I think that's yeah. why we're best friends that had never met, <laughs> right? That those conversations to me is really what life is about. So if if that flat tire leads to a conversation with someone at a tire shop is that day really a waste, even yeah. if the to-do list didn't work out? I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, and it's never a waste. Uh, yeah. It's that high impact. One of the things I love is the examples uh, in the book, The Stewardship Principle. Uh, one of the things you do an extraordinary job at is creating space for courageous vulnerability. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do. You <laughs> do it. Not. You do it all day, every day. I do. Uh, but sharing that perspective, and again, I think that's part of a stewardship framework, Right, uh, is being willing to say, you know what? Things really went lousy today, mm-hmm. uh, but this part was okay. Or I was able to, to 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 do this. Yeah, I think with September coming to an end and it being Suicide Prevention Month, yeah. people that know me from social media or my books know that that's a big why for me. Yeah. And that vulnerability f- from the perspective of my sister's suicide eight mm-hmm. years ago is it's life saving when we do it. Brene Brown has made it really cool to talk about it, but living it and doing it is a whole different matter. And so I I love when people give feedback that when they meet me, what they're seeing on social media fills in line. I feel like social media can give a lens. And I'm not saying that I post all my bleeding wounds, but I really do try to share my scars. And I try to do it from a a clear why. And the clear why is that it it saves lives when we make space and we show the how. Sometimes we talk about the what, and it's what I admire about you. And I know you don't want it to be about you, but maybe one day I'll come interview (laughs) Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. Um, I just think that we need to do a better job of talking about the how because we don't always, I mean, from a faith perspective, even in Mm. business, we talk about these principles, but I really try to, as an author and a speaker, write more clearly. And so when I share my own personal example, it's not because I have it all figured out at all. It really is in the spirit of if I pull the curtain back a little and whatever you think you think you know of me, and I share this is how I've applied this yeah. in my life. I have found that audiences and readers will take that 
nugget and and go, oh, okay, I see it in my life, and maybe I change the application a little yeah. bit. But we need to stop talking about principles in such like big, big abstract exactly. terms. Yeah, it, it's the uh, what are you going to do about it? Right. How does it, how does this apply to me? And then what right. am I going to do about it in terms right. of, of an uh, an application to that? Uh, and I think that's such a, a vital component to all of this is is how do you get those take those little steps that build that little mm-hmm. bit of momentum uh, that can change a conversation. Uh, give us an application. Okay. Uh, in a uh, let's look at it from kind of the the career standpoint. Okay. The, the education we're trying to you know move things forward. How do we go from that ownership mentality to that stewardship mentality, even in the midst of a of a workday or a career? So what I really value is that the the person in charge of the facility the janitor, so to speak, to the CFO or CEO of a, a company has a stewardship. And so as a leader, if if you're leading a team, and I love doing corporate training in this framework because it doesn't put more value on any one steward. Yeah. Everyone, when you choose to show up in stewardship, become the best or most effective. There's not a best way of stewarding, but I think there's more effective ways in stewarding. And so yeah. when I've met, like recently my husband and I just went to New York City, and I I would love for someone, if anyone's listening that knows this information, to write a story about all of the doormen that that work in New York City. I, their stories, and when I meet them or talk to them, I'm always like, I love watching them steward yeah. over something that looks like it's sweeping off the front. It's yeah. pulling the umbrella out. It's it's greeting the people that live in that building in a way that that feels like the most important job. To me, those are examples. It's easy to look like at a world leader and say, well, obviously they're in stewardship, but they have a world watching them. Right. It's, it's the individuals in an organization or in a business that are stewarding and no one may know those yeah. quiet ways in which they're doing the extra yeah. or they're valuing what their contribution is to an organization. I, I love that. The, the, some of the greatest stewardship mentality people I've ever met, uh, the street sweepers mm. at Disney. I used to do the leadership Amen. training for Disney. Those street sweepers are the ultimate stewards. They have to know everything. Everything. Uh, they're in charge of the magic uh, continuing, whether you've lost your wallet or lost your child or you're you know late for something. Uh, and the, the people who work in the senator's dining room in the United <laughs> States Capitol. Shout out they, to them. They are the best of the best because they create an experience yes. uh, that, that fits the building, that fits the institution and uh, is so, so powerful. Uh, we always go back on this program to Einstein, who said, "It's not that I'm any smarter, but I'm willing to stay with the question just a little bit longer." We're going to ask Gaynalyn Condi if she'll stay with the I would question. Love it. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll step aside. We'll come back, and instead of a monologue today, we're going to have a conversation. Gaynalyn's going to stay with us. Stick around on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Inside sources. Inside sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you on a Friday. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're staying with the question just a little bit longer. We love to do that on this show, and we're very grateful that uh, Gainalyn Condi, who is the author of The Stewardship Principle and an uh, influencer, many of you know her for so many different places and spaces that she functions and makes a difference and has impact. And uh, we appreciate uh, Gainalyn sticking around with us for an extra segment today as we round out our Friday talking about principles, which is the way every Friday should end, I'm convinced. <laughs> and uh, as we get back to this idea of the stewardship principle, uh, let's let's focus really quickly on applying this stewardship versus ownership 
in a relationship. Oh, good. That's when I only have a half a second maybe to tell someone what the stewardship and if they're a parent, then they get it really fast because that relationship is one of the easiest ways to go into ownership. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, as parent of now two adult children, which is a whole different way of parenting, you know, when they're younger, you're very much in the phase of pouring things into them. You have proximity. Mm -hmm. You feel like your influence is there in a way that... I, I think it feels like, okay, I'm parenting, but as they get older and become more independent and then like in our family, they've moved forward and out, uh, I, I don't always know when I wake up each day, am I being an intentional mom yeah. in their lives because the pouring in and the proximity isn't there. And then yeah. also they're making life decisions. Right. That <laughs> that control factor goes down a little bit. <laughs> right. And, and honestly, I wish I had known this principle when my kids were a little bit younger. I've yeah. known it the last 10 years. And I asked my almost 25-year-old son recently, you know, now the book's out and I write about him. And then there's some hypotheticals that may may or not be him. And and. And I said, how have dad and I effectively stewarded? And he goes, honestly? And I said, yeah, honestly. He said, you you haven't said much. And I want to yell because I'm like, you know, people pay me to speak. (laughs) Like most of the time as a parent of adult kids, you're biting your tongue. And I think when my kids were younger, I thought there was kind of a recipe. If I did Mm -hmm. A, B, or C, the cake would come out. Right. And the reality is I wasn't in ownership then either. I just just had more influence in a different way and more proximity and more Mm. immediacy in their lives. I knew who their teachers were and who they were playing with and did they get to the dentist and but if you think about the snags in that kind of relationship, whether it's the child to parent or the parent to child, no one really wants the other person to be in ownership, right? right? We want people to stay in a stewardship mindset because it allows for there to be influence, but not this sense of control. And I think parenting is one of those places where if you don't stay in stewardship, you can really blow up the bridge in the relationship. Yeah. And I think in the last couple of years, as I've watched my children make choices, some that I've loved and some that have been scary for me as a mom because I don't I tell myself yeah. a story of where it can lead right yeah yeah I've I've really watched that stewardship has saved the relationship and the mm. same can be said in in a marriage or in yeah. a friendship but I think that's just one of those relationships that has more of the landmines that we can step on because yeah. We really do feel like we're responsible for keeping these humans alive when they hand us a baby and we get in the car and drive away from the <laughs> now hospital. What do we do? Yeah. Now what do we do? And 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 they're uh, thankfully we we put aside our needs uh, for many years to yeah. keep kids alive and moving forward. And then that that dynamic changes over time and yeah. and they spend more of their life technically away from you and over the age of 18. And so I think this principle is one of those that when applied, especially when there's choices you don't agree with or there's situations that are scaring you, it allows you to have influence without blowing up the bridge. That's what I like to say. And I love that. That influence uh, is such a crucial part of that. And uh, I was talking with our our friend, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska, uh, who has a great parenting book. Uh, You don't expect that from a United States senator. Uh, but he talks about how we often try to bubble wrap or control right. or have that ownership. And uh, he always says at his house, they celebrate scar tissue. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's fallen off the bike, whether it's 
failing at tryouts for the basketball team uh, celebrate scar tissue. And that's that influence point. Right. And, you know, as a recovering perfectionist, I, I have two kids that can lean towards that as well. And I think mm. I did a better job with my second pancake than the first pancake, <laughs> so to speak. And, and my daughter and I had, you know, you have a different relationship with each of your kids. Yeah. But we talked a lot about celebrating mistakes and that there was that this sense of perfection was really not the most beautiful way to approach life. Now, it was easy for me to celebrate that in others, but in myself, I mean, I deal with chronic illness and I talk about that pretty openly. So from a body stewardship perspective, there's a whole other dynamic there that if I'm not careful, my desires for what my body could do, if I could trade in for what's the new iPhone uh, (laughs) 14.0 or whatever it is, um, I'm I'm dealing with the one I've got. And so in exercise or, or supplements or care, if I stay in a stewardship, it's less frustrating. Mm. When I go into comparisons and my neighbor is like running and training for marathons, that's not how I can move my body, right? Yeah. And so I think that's the other part of this that I, I it allows for that beautiful part of humanness, yeah. which isn't perfect. It doesn't check all the boxes. And what's happening in my neighbor's home, their stewardship sometimes look like the fun ones, the ones yeah. we like on social media, right? <laughs> like Harvard graduate or promotion or new car versus your household may be dealing with unemployment, cancer diagnosis or yeah. or mental health issues that are chronic and ongoing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think in, when we have a stewardship mindset, instead of thinking, well, God must love my neighbor more because yeah. the, they got all the good ones and we're having all the tough ones, it pulls you out of that kind of, and I hate to say this, but that victim mentality of like, yeah. I'm stuck in this. And instead, the people I write about, especially in the book, that have navigated some really tough stewardships, those are the movies I want to see. Those are the yeah. books I want to read. And those are the people that I'm inspired by. Yeah. They're not the ones that only plan great vacations and have a perfect car. <laughs> They're the ones that have dealt with a addiction and yeah. depression and and maybe uh, some significant loss that yeah. inspire me. Yeah, so, so important. And uh, we always talk about it in the context of that, that ownership is when you're always living your life through comparison, mm-hmm. uh, which is always fatal vision, right. uh, regardless of where you are or where the person you're comparing is. Uh, and I think that's such a, a vital part of it. Uh, Gaylene Condi, thank you so much for staying with us, staying with Thanks the conversation. Thanks for being who you are and having these important stewardship conversations every day and what you're doing. I, it's an honor to be here. Uh, it is a, a great book. It is a great read. And it is a read you'll go back to. It's a quick hit reference. Uh, lots of ideas in terms of how you apply it. Uh, how it is unique to your life, what you can actually do about it. It's called The Stewardship Principle, Reframing Your Life, and the reframing is everything in all of this. Uh, Gainalyn Condi, as I've always said, a friend I'd never met until today. You're off the list. We'll put you on a new list for something else. Uh, but so grateful to have you join us on Thank Inside you. Sources today. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, so many important conversations today. Uh, and if you missed any of those, of course, you can go to the podcast at kslpodcast.com and uh, pick that up. We had some crucial conversations as it relates uh, to our spending in this country, where we are. That little interest rate increase we had uh, will cost the government $2.1 trillion dollars. Uh, and that's coming from you and me. Uh, so keep all of that in mind as you roll into your weekend. But the most important thing as you roll into your weekend uh, is that uh, you make sure you recognize where you are, what principles matter most, and make sure you're looking at the people around you as well. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. I'm Boyd Matheson. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, 
I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.